Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Auburn Express. You are now now listening listening to to the War Report. Morning drop. We are here Wednesday morning. It is August the 30th. You got Ike Jones in here. Mike G talking a little bit more Auburn football. Inching closer to game one for the season. And the players have come up with four guys they want to represent them for this year as team captains. That was announced yesterday. Mike G, how are we feeling this Wednesday morning? Uh, pretty good. One step closer to football. I know you don't care, but we get Utah, Florida tomorrow night. And I'm excited to see some real people. It's, action it's, not, it's not that I don't on. care. I'm not excited about it. I'm just uh, right, I'm going to yeah. watch the game. But OK, all right. It's yeah, not Auburn, so it's just going to be there on the TV. I'm doing it for we don't play boy either of those teams, so I'm just like, eh. You know. I'm doing it for our boy Landon. Hey, I hope listen. he finds success out there at Utah. My, I, I hate my Utah. stance on every former Auburn player is good luck, and I wish you the best, but I ain't rooting for you. I'm just, right. it right. is what it is. Like, I, And no, I don't have nothing ball. against him. It's just like, hey, listen, you don't play for Auburn, so do what you do and hope you, all your dreams come true. But I, I, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, man, uh, team captains have been announced. And before we get into this, y'all need to be doing the necessary because y'all be trying to play like y'all know what's up, man. Go ahead and share this video. Get some more people involved in the conversation. Y'all know we're out here giving y'all the best content out here on these interwebs. Like the video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Um, just as an aside, if you guys didn't see, and I'll be doing a more extensive breakdown tomorrow for our members uh but i did drop a short watch to film uh got a question from one of the guys who is a member on the channel Corey, Corey uh weber if you're out there i did as promised give you something on the trap coverage that coach hugh freeze talked about with umass that is up on the channel right now i watch the film short so you guys can check that out i'm gonna leave that up for everybody to see but the full breakdown on umass we're doing that tomorrow for our members anyway uh, more to these captains. Team captains announced. And any surprises in the names? Cameron Stutz, Luke Deal, Elijah McAllister, and Peyton Thorne. Two transfers, two guys who've been here for a while. Any surprises in the four names? Again, picked by the team. The team voted on this on their own team captains. Any surprises from you? Uh, well, three out of four guys that went to media days. Right. So, uh, no, 
uh, no no surprises there. I think after you name a starting quarterback, you 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 hope that guy's team captain. So I think it speaks well of Peyton Thorne uh, that he was able to garner that respect in such a short amount of time. Uh, you know, the way you do that, Ike, is work ethic, essentially, um, and being a vocal leader. So uh, I'm assuming he's demonstrated those things if they chose him as a team captain. And uh, he's just got to go out there, man, and keep his cool and, and, and validate that decision on the field. So. Uh, these are, these are like, you know, we talked about Elijah just being like a super mature guy, but you know, uh, Cam Brown talked about this during one of our firesides. We brought up Elijah. He was like, man, you know, these Vanderbilt guys, you wouldn't think, but good leaders. <laughs> uh, and, uh, then, uh, you know, we, uh, we had a chance to meet him subsequently at media days and it, you know, you did a great interview with him, just a, a really, really good guy that, um, I think Auburn is lucky to have yeah right um to have such a, a great leader in the room so you know it, it's not all about ability sometimes sometimes it's about just having a guy who's solid and consistent and steady um and i think elijah McAllister is that uh we haven't had a chance to sit down with cam stutz yet right but you know obviously we spent a lot of time with luke deal so it's very easy to understand why he got chosen Mm -hmm. Right. Um, uh, he was on my number one on my list to go to media days. Uh, you know, this is not a shock at all to me. Uh, Luke is a mature guy who has gone through some recent tragedy in his life. Um, it handled that, uh, like a champion. Yeah. You know, um, we helped raise money for his dad's ALS. Unfortunately, he didn't make it, you know, Luke, uh, you know, persevered that experience and, uh, he's used that to fuel him. He talked about how he thinks about his dad every day. Um, and how it powers him to do better and to keep going. Uh, so many players have these kinds of stories. Um, uh, and Cam Stutz, uh, uh, you know, he was also voted on on Team Pretty Boy. <laughs> True. True story. <laughs> by his friends. Uh, so uh, the Pretty Boy setting a good example by dressing to impress. Got chosen as team captain. I love it. I love that there's a, an offensive lineman in here. Mm. I love that there's an offensive lineman in this group. So uh, that's a group that's going to have to step up. Cam Stutz getting chosen. No surprises here, man. I think this is great. Uh, and I'm glad Hugh Freeze has found his guys. Yeah, I, I don't think that – I think the only one maybe that was surprising for me, even though he is the starting quarterback, was Peyton Thorne. Um, but it does speak – in my opinion, speaks volumes to the way that he leads in the locker room and the way that guys have already started to respond to the leadership that he provides on the team. Um, I have seen some commentary about this officially ends the quarterback controversy. If Peyton Thorne is a captain, then – there's no shot for Robbie Ashford to win a starting job based upon play on the field. I reject that notion completely because not because uh, I think that I want Robbie Ashford to win a job. It's just that just because you are a phenomenal leader and we can say this for any of these four guys does not mean that you will permanently hold a spot as a starter for this team. It just means We've that you're going to be great. Right? We've heard that about Elijah McAllister, right? Like, you know, uh, there are guys on the team better than him, but not at leadership. <laughs> right. So, um, but does that mean that he gets to be on the field more than anybody? Not necessarily. Right. Listen, man, you can be a captain from the bench. You can. You can help your team from the bench. Uh, so I'm, I'm with you. I, I reject the notion that just because any guy didn't get named captain, that he can't be a starter. I, th I think that's kind of silly. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't I don't really even understand that thought process. But, hey, I'm not mad at anybody who thinks what they think. Again, I will say this for anybody who wants to, you know, clip a portion of what I said and take it out of context. Hopefully people come and hear the remainder of my thought. I hope Peyton Thorne balls out this season. I am not secretly wishing for him to fail. I want him to do well because I want Mm -hmm. Auburn to succeed. Hopefully people hear me say that, but I know how this goes. And I I really hate that I have to always give disclaimers and caveats when I start talking because people take things that you say and take them completely out of context. But, hey, it is what it is. I'm going to keep saying what I want to say. And you guys are just going to have to deal with it. All right. Yeah. Enough of that talk right there. Because hey, we hey, do oh, want to. Oh, yeah. Jay Fair should have been on this, this captain team. I don't know about that. He should be on this captain team while we're talking. I'm, I'm actually, I mean, but here, here's the thing. And I will say this while we're on this. I am actually surprised there's only one defensive guy. There's three yeah. offensive guys and one defensive guy. Um, I'm surprised there's not at least one more guy from the defense that was voted there. So I think that that's interesting. I'd be interested to see kind of how it is with like media polling, like who was number five and six on that list of people that were voted. So uh, I'd be interested in seeing the rest of that. Um, anyway. What I do want to get over into is something that we normally do on Wednesday nights. We are shifting that to Wednesday morning, and we are going to talk about the matchups that we have here with UMass. So we normally will have this graphic for you guys on the midweek report. We're shifting that to the morning drop since this is the first year we've had a morning drop. So what we're taking a look at here is a graphic that shows who the projected starters are on both sides of the ball for both UMass and for Auburn. So you've seen the two deep that's gone out already from Auburn. Here is what we're looking at on the opposite side from UMass. And I had uh, the opportunity to talk to the uh, play-by-play guy for UMass, and that's going to be going live on the Auburn Express for those of you who are not subscribed to the podcast. Uh, We're going to have the Auburn Express be the place where we have the information coming in from the opposing teams weekly. So I had an opportunity to talk with him. Uh, That should be going up tomorrow for you all on the Auburn Express. At any rate, just talking to him about standout performers that we anticipate being on the UMass side of the ball. And he pointed out a couple of guys. He thought that Listen, UMass, and Coach Free said this, and I want to echo those sentiments, has one of the top defenses in the country. Last year, they ranked in the top 10 in the country in defense and defensive ratings. So this is not a team that doesn't play good defense, man. And they've got some guys over here in the secondary, particularly, that have been standouts. Um, The guys that I, I want to call attention to, are particularly the corners on the outside, so Rutherford and Mahoney, they they're they're not speedsters, but they're good at technique, and I like what they do on the outside. We talked about the trap coverage video that I've already got shown there, um, and I like what they're doing up front, just in a scheme. It's not really about particular people in this. I think it's the some of the parts being greater um, than anything else. Like they play good team defense with this uh, UMass team, uh, but. I don't know how much have you had an opportunity to look into any of these guys at all as far as looking at the film 
uh, Mike? Yeah, yeah. Listen, not not individually. Uh, I kind of looked at some team wide stats. I mean, listen, they're a pretty good defense. Uh, mm-hmm. Ultimately, this is a defense that Auburn should be able to dominate offensively, though. So, um, you know, I looked at the numbers. I mean, you know, I think they're you know fairly impressive based on who they play. But uh, again, I expect Auburn to be able to to handle handle the pretty fairly easily. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really super worried about this. I actually think uh, from going back and watching the film again against New Mexico State that Auburn should be able to run the ball against this unit. Uh, They do a lot of movement up front, do generate negative plays. Um, I think what Auburn is going to need to do is just attempt to establish themselves between the tackles. I didn't like how much New Mexico State was uh, using the compact uh, formations. They were trying to do that and then, you know, run wide and they were trying to run, you know, outside routes and things like that. So they were keeping the formations tight and then trying to spread them out with their sweeps and with outside runs and with outside routes. I think Coach Hugh Freeze and company are going to do the exact opposite. They're going to have spread out formations to try to be able to sort through what's happening in the middle and then be able to run between the tackles by getting the box light and by spreading them out. We're definitely going to see how that evolves, but looking forward to seeing what the game plan is. A, a, a co- coach that Coach Hugh Freeze is accustomed to going against, right? He said mm-hmm. he's, he's gone against his defense and it's given him headaches before. But hopefully from an athleticism standpoint, we'll be able to just go and impose our wills and we won't have to worry about all that. Yeah, I mean, their D-line graded out fairly poorly in run defense uh, per PFF. They had one lineman that had a pretty good grade. Um, So I would look for Auburn to try to establish the run to set the tone. Um, You know, Hugh Freeze has talked about this. He's talked about you have to run the ball, right? But... We're not going to continuously run into eight-man boxes. I, I just think he understands that he's got a strength on this team uh, in terms of his running back room, and he's going to test them early to see if they can carry the tempo of the game for him and then allow him to open up the offense through the air after the defense is worn down. So uh, yeah. that's a little bit of what I expect here based on how they you know, graded on defense versus New Mexico State. Yeah, I think uh, tempo is is for me going to be a key. When when New Mexico State was in, able to get into more of their hurry up stuff, um, they started to give them problems. But that's when that trap coverage is going to come into play when you're trying to run quick game and they switch up what the look is on the outside. Um, you, you, your quarterback can get into some trouble if he's not careful because he's going so fast. He's not really reading the the changes that they're going to do on the back end in that coverage. Uh, let's flip it over to the other side and take a look at what they're going to be offering on offense. This is uh, probably well, not probably. This is definitely a more prolific offense than UMass has had over the last couple of years. And UMass fans are excited about that. I could sense the excitement talking with the UMass guy uh, the other day when we talked. He was really excited about the fact that UMass actually has a forward passing game. So not something that we are unfamiliar with, not having the ability to pass the ball, but uh, they actually were able to do a little something. I mean, 10 of 17 isn't world breaking, but it's when when you're used to not being able to throw the ball at all and you were relying heavily on the run, it definitely puts you in a different space. But here we see the defensive alignment from Auburn with, you know, the jack and the star position coming back into the fold here. Uh, the, the big surprise, again, from the two deep, we talked about this yesterday, being Griffin Speaks as the backup safe, safety there for Jalen Simpson, I think. Uh, but any thoughts on the UMass offense versus the Auburn defense here, Mike? 
Uh, look. All right, so uh, Pomatan, Pomatan, yeah, yeah. Or, well, Tyson, right, right, yeah. Puma, I think it's Pumachan, but Pumachan, yeah, yeah, Pumachan, Pumachan, yeah. our guy Pumachan. Uh, we talked about his numbers, uh, in a previous segment. Uh, you know, this guy, uh, is, is considered mobile, I guess. Um, he went 10 for 17, I believe, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, had had an okay game. I, it's not anything I would call anything Auburn should be super worried about. He completed 58.8% of his passes. Uh, you know, he had an, an average completion of 11.3 yards uh, per attempt, which is not bad. Um, but I think that's the to, important thing about the, the passing statistics is his average, uh, average per, yeah. per completion. Yeah. Yeah. His adjusted still was only 66.7%. This is not an accurate passer. Yeah, which is why I think that defensively Auburn is going to have to just make him uncomfortable, uh, Mm -hmm. limit his ability to run. I don't know. You know, I think an interesting matchup here is going to be who is going to be assigned as because I I anticipate there being some sort of spy on him. Who's going to be assigned as a spy? Uh, New Mexico State tried this. They tried to put a spy on him and he made that guy look very silly in the open field a couple of times. Um, right. So I think it's going to be interesting who how Auburn decides to play the. Hey, you're not going to run on us game. We're going to rush three drop eight coverage, but we're going to leave a spy in. So you can't go run for 15 yards on third and eight. Right. Is it going to be uh, Cam Riley? Uh, you know, uh, Eugene Asante can run like all four of these guys that I have listed here or not. I have. But as Auburn has listed on the two deep can go and run. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how they're able to deal with him in the run game, especially on those third and long scenarios, if we're not going to bring pressure um, and we're going to play some sort of drop eight coverage and force him to play football from the pocket. Right, right. Um, it's very interesting. I mean, their leading receiver uh, was Christian Wells. He had 68 yards receiving um, on one reception and one target. Um, uh, Simpson, right I think it's, to me, when just looking at the tape is probably their most prolific receiver. He's right. a transfer guy. I think he, I forgot what school he transferred in from, but he's got some speed. He's a former P five yep. guy. This has the markings of how it felt last year for us against, um, what was, uh, game two it was against san jose state right Mm -hmm. san jose state came in with a lot of guys that transferred from p5 programs and you're thinking to yourself oh the 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 quarterback didn't have a great game the first time but he's an athletic guy a runner they've got some speed on the outside that's what i get the feel of with this game hopefully auburn will not have a repeat of san jose state this year though uh yeah look um it's it's yeah he the second receiver is just talking about simpson uh, three catches, sixty-five yards. Um, Auburn the sweep is where this. he did uh, his his damage, though. He he had a couple yeah. of rushes for um, I don't know how many yards he got on the ground, but that's where he did his damage. But he's got good speed and good size. Yeah, twenty-seven yards on the ground, um, but uh, on four attempts. So he, yeah, like I said, again, I I expect Auburn to be able to stop these guys. Man, come on, dude. I I think you put DJ James on Simpson, and he locks down that side of the field, and after that slights out man you know sings and McAllister need to get to the quarterback um you know so one of the surprises on this Auburn defense has been speaks right like speaks winning that backup spot spot at the safety position um they've talked well of him um look at Messiah Kite over there at defensive end Jason Jones is getting the start Marcus Harris um the D-line understands that they have to improve in run 
defense. So mm-hmm. you got to get after uh, Pumachan. Uh, you know, uh, Larry Nixon is playing behind Austin Keys. We had heard a lot of good things about Nixon in camp. Um, so uh, we'll see what the rotation looks like there. You got Keontae Scott, who's an absolute stud, backed up by what I think is another underrated stud in Donovan Kaufman. Yeah, that um, star got, position is so loaded, man. Yeah, and then you got Eugene uh, Asante uh, playing behind Cam Riley, who we've heard good things about uh, both of those guys. So um, Zion Puckett getting this start out there and safe. They, so uh, exciting times there. Uh, I you know, what it, what it comes, what it boils down to here is this defense, you know, needs to show something uh, against the run on Saturday. Absolutely. Um, right. Um, you cannot let UMass hold the ball and, you know, you've got to force them to do things they don't want to do. Um, and I think that the stats say that they don't really want to throw the ball a lot. Yeah. So they had, they had one pass, Pumachan threw one pass, 20 yards down the field, and it was incomplete. Yeah. So, you know, passing is not their thing. You shut down the run, you shut down this offense, you win this game big. Yeah, they're going to play a lot of RPO stuff. Uh, so that's going to be uh, interesting to see how we combat that, because as uh, Coach Free said, they're multiple in the way that they can attack you. And he's anticipating they didn't even show everything in that first game. Uh, mm-hmm. But they are very similar to Auburn in the fact that they want to spread you out. They want to run, uh, you know up-tempo stuff when they can get into it and then they have the 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 additional threat of the quarterback who can run uh but again it's going to be incumbent on us to shut down their ability to run and make him a passer take away their quick slant stuff um that they're going to want to do off of that rpo and and Mm -hmm. make him throw the ball down the field hold it a little bit longer than he wants to and good news is though he's not listed here on the depth chart they say Jalen mcleod is uh likely to play this saturday so that jack rotation is now going to be three deep and we have our what uh, everybody tabs as the pass rush specialists coming back in for those third and long opportunities there, Jack. Yeah, absolutely agree. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. And we're going to say hello to our comment section here. And we're started off with John Brandon, who always needs to remind Mike G of his fashion choices. Super chat from John Brandon. Appreciate you as always, man. Mike G, no outfit loafing, no crimson on the war report. It's not crimson, man. It's maroon. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, special shout out yeah. to our guy Scotty in the hey, comments over there script. at Off Script, man. If you guys want information on what's going on with the SWAC or the MIAC, my guy Scotty's got you covered at Off Script, man. I appreciate you dropping in with us, man. It's good to see you as always in the comments section. James Barnett jumps in and says, as it relates to trap coverage, wouldn't running the ball be wide open? So referring to the trap coverage video that I did. James, 
I will have answers for you for that tomorrow. So tune in tomorrow for Watch the Film. We will dive into that film a little bit more extensively, and I got you covered as we talk about the defense and offense. That is for our members tomorrow. Sometime around midday, we'll be doing that. Uh, Jonathan Boyson says, good morning, War Report. Captains didn't surprise me, but Thorne named one goes with what Hugh Freeze has said in previous press conferences. Definitely agree about uh, Peyton Thorne being a guy who he just came in and he's about business. And I think the players have responded to that. Yeah, you picked him as quarterback. You validate your own decision by making him a captain. (laughs) There's not a whole ton to talk about here, right? Like he's the quarterback. Um, you know, this was something uh, that we talked about on our offensive line fire side with uh, leaders on the team. Right. And we talked about smartest position groups and, you know, the guys were joking and they were like, man, you hope the quarterbacks. Right. <laughs> are, are are the smartest position on the field. Right. Um, even though they understand that they have to be plenty smart uh, in their position, at offensive line. So, you know, again, um you know, once you pick a guy, I, you know, it's because, you know, he's spent the whole offseason talking about leadership and, and, and intangible qualities. Right. So once he picks a guy, you expect that guy to be on that captain team. Yeah. Uh, so Nina jumps in with the super chat. Thanks so much for the super chat. Hey, guys, is there going to be a meetup at the game? Uh, look, I'm going to be there early enough to visit some tailgates. So uh, you guys. My DMs are closed, but you could at me on Twitter, <laughs> and uh, uh, I will uh, I will let you know which tailgate I'm at. Uh, but I'm going to stop by a few tailgates before the game, Mike, uh, and eat some of phenomenal chicken cooked by the Warpore family, the Auburn family. Yeah, I, I too to will be in box. town this weekend, so I'm going to try to to make the rounds. Uh, so hopefully I'll get an opportunity to meet some of you guys. I'll mm-hmm. be out there in some War Report gear, so I'll be easy to spot. Uh, actually, I don't know if I'm a guaranteed War Report gear, but I'll be out there. Don't worry about it. Um, Daniel Owen jumps in. Excited to see another watch the film. Haven't gotten to watch it yet, but never a shortage nowadays of War Report content. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. Hey, man. Season's going. Yeah, this this is going to we're we're going to be cranking out content pretty oh, consistently man. from now every until day. the end of basketball season, like every day. It, it won't slow down probably until basketball season ends. And even with that, the War Report Network is going to have you covered because our guys over at the Uptempo podcast are going to be absolutely massacring the uh, baseball content over there. Uh, so we're, we're not going to be stopping anytime soon over here, man. <laughs> Uh, AU alum 94 says Luke seems to be running first team. Don't remember many pass routes for him last year. Is he a threat downfield or mainly just a blocker? Uh, Let me say that I take umbrage with the term just a blocker because that is so important. But Luke Deal is an underrated pass catcher, not a threat down the field, but he definitely can catch the ball. And if you give him some opportunities, he can uh, make some receptions for this team. I do anticipate him being involved in the pass game this year. Yeah, um, Luke is Luke is good, man. He's good. He hasn't had much of a chance. If you if you catch the ball, you just have not had much opportunity to show what you can do at Auburn. So we, I mean, I would just caution everybody. Well, I good really any of these receivers are or aren't. All we know is is that Jay Fair is going to be a star. We just know that. <laughs> we know we start there, and then uh, everything else is is easy. <laughs> 
All right. No comment on that. John <laughs> Brandon loved Patty's speech about the captains. If you guys haven't yeah. had an opportunity Captain uh, when the captains were announced on social media, Auburn also had a video of Cadillac Williams coach Caddy talking about uh, the importance of the decision that the team was making about who they're voting as captains. Uh, you got to love every time you get an opportunity to hear Caddy speak. And he speaks with passion about Auburn and his his time as a football player and how it has just basically been a lasting impression on him as a man. Uh, but yeah, definitely always love to hear when Caddy gets an opportunity to talk. Uh, so if you haven't had an opportunity to go check that out on mm -hmm. Auburn social media, it is available there. Yeah. Uh, TK says, all, uh, excuse me, captains are about leadership, not about position guarantees, just in reference to, you know, whether fact. or not these captains are solidified as starters for the rest of the year. And there's no more opportunities for anybody. That's not what it is. It's definitely about leadership. And you can lead if you are, are an effective leader. You don't have to be the guy that's out there getting all the shine all the time. That's so effective leadership doesn't need that. Big time facts. Uh, Andrew Ackerman says Jason Jones would have been a good captain. I tend to agree with this statement. Jason Jones, I think, would have been a great captain. Um, and I do think that he's still going to be a leader in the locker room there for Auburn this season. Yeah, I agree with that as well, too. Uh, love me some Jason Jones. Um, again, hoping all these guys are ready to go, stay healthy the whole season. But it's, it's going to be fun to watch him. Uh, I thought he started to come on last year. And I think he takes the leap this year uh, if things work out for him. Yeah. Uh, AU Alum 94 jumps back in. You guys think we see a lot of two tight end sets? Ah, 12 personnel. How much 12 personnel do we see, Ike? I think uh, there, there's a possibility we do see. Yeah, it. we'll see some. We'll see some. Yeah. I don't know if we see a lot, but we will see some 12 personnel. I think sure. the way that we're going to see it, though, is going to be not so much in a bunch formation as far as like two tight ends close to the line of scrimmage. I think you'll see one of those tight ends flex out as a slot receiver um, in either a three or a four receiver formation. Uh, because Rivaldo Fairweather is a potential pass-catching target that runs well, I think you can see him flexed out, and then you'll still see Luke Deal or uh, Micah Riley in there as the tight end close to the line of scrimmage. Micah Riley, an underrated pass-catcher there as well. So I think there's an opportunity for some four, uh, excuse me, some two tight end sets with, again, three and four receiver looks on the outside. Yep, agreed. Agreed. AU alum 94 with another one that says that D did get three turnovers. That's two interceptions and one fumble against New Mexico State. Again, they were a good defense last year. They create havoc. They do a lot of things up front to try to confuse what you're doing from your protection uh, and your uh, looks for the uh, quarterback. So. I don't I don't think you should take the defense lightly. I just think that from an athletic standpoint, we should have guys that can run past, run through and be able to just be special in opportunities where maybe we didn't have the right play call on. But you have special athletes that that make it look a little bit better than it should have. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, we got a UMass fan in here and we appreciate you jumping in. We have Gino Rudo. Campiati, who was actually last year's quarterback for UMass, now playing at tight end uh, there for UMass. Talked a little bit about uh, Campiati 
uh, with the UMass guy. Again, that's going to be going live on the Auburn Express tomorrow. So you guys tune in for that conversation. If you're a podcast listener, uh, that's going to be available for you. And maybe we'll put it up on the podcast app here on YouTube as well, just so you have uh, multiple opportunities to listen to that. Another one here from AU alum says, you guys think it's more of an advantage now to have UMass tape or a disadvantage we haven't played and UMass has one game experience coming in? Good question here from AU alum. Is it more of an advantage to see tape or more of an advantage that we would have had a game to knock the rust off? I think it's more of an advantage to see tape. Yeah, I tend to lead towards tape. Yeah, I mean you're 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 physically superior to this team. Rush should not be an issue at all. Um, I think if you want the tape, uh, you go out there and execute, and you beat this team because you're better than them. Yeah. Period. Yeah, none of that should matter against a team like this. Indeed, indeed. Last one I'm going to go here with is Devin said Georgia had a tough time taking him last year with just got. Well, I guess this was supposed to be tackling him last guy last year with just one guy. He really doesn't go down easily. Speaking of the quarterback here for UMass now, he was at Georgia Tech last year. So this is what he's speaking of during the Georgia Tech game. Um, uh, some design runs. Uh, Georgia was having an issue tackling him. I, I don't know who needs to hear this, but screw Georgia. <laughs> I wish them much failure <laughs> all the time this season. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, that's completely unrelated to this comment, but I feel like it needed to be said. Uh, listen, I mean, yeah, I guess, man. Look, Georgia struggled with Missouri at points last year. Like, you know what I mean? So did we? Like, yeah, right. I mean, let's be let's be honest. Auburn can handle him. They can handle Pumachan. Uh, I expect them to. Um, to handle it. Well, we got a two thirty kickoff. Yeah, yeah. It makes me feel a little bit better. At least now playing it, playing it at noon or eleven a.m. Uh, so yeah, go out there, man, and beat this team. Beat them up good. Let's celebrate on Zoomers before sunset. Yeah, and and it should be done. Pumachan, uh, you know, based on what I saw, I bet I wouldn't be surprised if Auburn pulls off a pick six in this game. I am hoping we get at least one, and y'all know who I'm hoping it's from. What, what's understood doesn't have to be explained, man. We ain't gonna <laughs> yeah, get hey, Scott. hey, listen, man. Y'all the know what y'all, y'all know. Y'all know what it is. Anyway.